0: The NBA Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is presented by WinBet. Bet $100 at WinBet and get a $100 free bet. WinBet's now live in Arizona, Colorado, Indiana, Louisiana, Michigan, New Jersey, New York, Tennessee, and Virginia. Boosted same game parlays live in game odds on every major sport. WinBet has what you need. Head over to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash WinBet. at sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash W-Y-N-N-B-E-T to claim your free bet today. We're also brought to you by... No, that's it. It's us, SGPN. Let's ride. Yes, sir. We are back with another edition of the NBA Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. You know me. You know the voice. You know the guy. It's me, really real. Villain Rail Terrell Furman Jr. at your service. And oh my gosh. We are coming off of a huge win. Before we talk about that, my esteemed co-host, Scott Studio Rachel. Scott, what's going on?
1: I'm uh, doing pretty well. I feel like I gained about five pounds after the meal last night, but that's <laughs> expected. Uh, besides that, I uh, can't really complain too much. Uh, the NFL slate was pr- not great for me, to be honest. Uh, for the actual sp- uh, spreads, I know we went two and one. We leaned to the dogs in the first two games. Mm-hmm. New England killed me last night. I'm going to be straightforward. Uh, that was, that was rough. Killed you. Uh,
0: even though you probably – you probably should have – you should have had a touchdown. You should have had a I touchdown. I was going to say – I'm not mad at it because I won my bet, so I'm not mad.
1: If you factor in, like, the kickoff return touchdown and the running into the punter penalty, it was roughly, like, 18 points that arguably, like, should have definitely been in my favor that mm, ended so up not going Giants in my favor. Game. But uh, the Giants covered. We both had that. You know, mm, I didn't they think they'd win, won. but – Uh, I mean, they should have won if the game was only, you know, 30 minutes, then they would have won.
0: But still, uh, man, they took a touchdown off the board of us. They they did
1: that Hodgins call that that was that was a a terrible
0: call. And, you know, that switches up the entire I'm not even talking about the reason that I should be gloating. But that is that that call was so terrible. That was such a tic-tac call like that happens almost every single play. Almost mm-hmm. every play, and they literally changed momentum. We were up ten nothing at that point. Literally swapped the momentum, and then ultimately just Wait, a you said ten questionable... nothing. Wait, which touchdown are we talking about? The second one. The first one. What it would have been the first. Oh well, no, it wouldn't have been the Hodgins' one. That would have made it seven nothing. Yeah, seven nothing. Seven nothing. But, but either way, it doesn't goal. matter. They're, they're
1: up at the half, and then the Giants. You know, they covered. Good teams win, great teams cover, right? So the Giants... And I, a I'm to sorry again. to anybody
0: that had Isaiah Hodgins' first touchdown. That would have been glorious. Instead, we had to settle for Zeke, which was pretty boring except for the person that parlayed Zeke just every touchdown
1: was boring. You try to take long shots and you look at who scored. It was Jamal Williams. Yeah, all that is
0: boring. It was so boring.
1: And you had Jefferson. I mean, you had no type of parody involved. We're just going to men in black.
0: We're going to men in black this and just get rid of that. Why are we talking about NFL and NBA show? I'm sorry. All right. No, no, it's Thanksgiving.
1: It's Thanksgiving. You know, there was no NBA to talk about. So there you go.
0: Either way, we can talk about what happened right before Thanksgiving because the Utah Jazz have done it again. They've done it again. They're back. They're back. They're back. It doesn't matter who's on the Utah Jazz. They're back. They're back. You can't take them as double-digit favorites. You can't. It's impossible. Literally impossible. If anybody comes on this show and takes the Utah Jazz as a double-digit favorite, I just don't know what to tell you. I really don't know what to tell you because, man, not only did we get the Pistons' money line the night before, but we got the Pistons' money line as – five to one five to one it was Uh comfortable too you didn't worry it wasn't even a sweat last year last year it was a sweat it wasn't (laughs) even a sweat this time around like oh man Bogdanovich went off had a game against his former team like this this is just great I'm super happy I mean my my locks are you know they're all right they're okay I didn't hit my lock last time I don't know what the fuck you didn't need to you had a five to one dog but five to one, dog. Yeah, absolutely. I love that. Absolutely love that. All right, people. We're gonna go ahead and get into this slate because we have a huge. What is it? Twelve game slate coming back off of the holidays. Hopefully, some people are not too full from eating good and having the day off on Thanksgiving. I, I thought I it was like
1: f- I thought it was like fifteen games. I, I thought every team was playing no fourteen
0: play fourteen games fourteen okay yeah fourteen games so. Let's just go ahead and kick it off with the early game. 5 p.m. on the East Coast. Minnesota Timberwolves are playing the Charlotte Hornets. Minus five for the Minnesota Timberwolves on the road. 226 is the total injuries. And I see that Jordan McLaughlin, Torian Prince, and Kyle. Well, no, McLaughlin and Prince are both out. Kyle Anderson is questionable with a back injury. And then on the other side of the ball, you have Gordon Hayward, who is questionable. Dennis Smith Jr. is out. All right. Last game with Charlotte, they did come out and get the win and cover against Philadelphia when Philadelphia was missing pieces. It, it was actually a little nervous, nerve wracking at first, but they're,
1: they're uh, getting shot early on. Then they turned yeah, around in the second half.
0: Yeah. So what are you doing here with Charlotte catching four points at home? Five I'm points at tell- home.
1: I'm going to take Minnesota in this spot. I still don't like this Minnesota team. They have played better lately, and a big reason has been a favorable schedule. This is also a favorable opponent because Gordon Mm -hmm. Hayward might play, might not play. I actually think it is a big deal because they play a lot better when Hayward's in the lineup, but I just think that when you're looking at Mason Plumley and really no other true centers, you throw in a little bit of Kai Jones, I guess, but they should get killed on the glass. I, I really just don't see how Minnesota doesn't just dominate in the paint in this game. And they still have weapons. You know, they still have Anthony Edwards. D'Angelo Russell's good on occasion. Cat's uh, been better lately, a lot better lately. And Gobert, I think, should have a good matchup in this or a good performance in this game. I'm going to go with the Timberwolves. I just think that they're the more talented team. Charlotte's mm-hmm. bench isn't great either. But when your only center or only like true center is Mason Plumley. you have Nick Richards in there who might have some minutes in this game. But I just think Minnesota's a really bad matchup for Charlotte. I'm gonna take the Timberwolves in the spot.
0: Yeah, man.
1: <sighs> and I picked Charlotte last game, but that was solely because it was a back-to-back for Philly, and it was an emotional win against the Nets. And this isn't one of those spots. I just like—I just think Minnesota takes care of business in this game.
0: Oh man, but okay. Well, they covered against—they covered against Orlando on the road, so that makes sense. Uh... And Wendell Carter didn't play in that game yeah man all right i i think i have to well interesting nugget probably doesn't matter too much but interesting nugget charlotte has won four of the past five games last game being the one that minnesota has won uh yeah i, I I really didn't want to come up here and pick. Like, I was trying to figure out any reason not to pick Minnesota here. But if Gordon Hayward
1: plays, maybe I'll make a case. But if I don't know if he's going to play and LaMelo's out and they're still missing a bunch of guys, I got to go with Minnesota because at least their main guys are healthy.
0: Yeah. And I think that is just the size for Minnesota as well. Like, they have a body they can throw at Mason Plumley. So I think Mason Plumley actually struggles this game, like on the boards, that is. I think he really has an issue with uh rudy gobert in this game and all the bodies that they can throw at them and i think that charlotte when you talk about who's coming off the bench for them, they still have scores you still got malik beasley coming off the bench and guys that can contribute to the scoring when the starters Be-
1: beasley's, come out. On, beasley's on
0: utah now oh no beasley is on utah yeah you're, right, yeah you're right you're right you're right you're right
1: they really don't have much of a uh, bench at all they still have uh i believe Torian Prince is still there, but that's basically Yeah,
0: but he's out. He's out for this one. I'm
1: saying, like, I'm trying to think of bench guys. Like, you have Torian Prince, McLaughlin's out. Like, they they don't have many options on the bench, but I don't think Charlotte does either. So Yeah,
0: I, I definitely nerfed that up. Beasley definitely is playing with Utah now. But, uh, man. I
1: don't yeah, feel great yeah, like, about betting uh, this game, but if I had to pick, I'm picking Minnesota.
0: I can't pick Minnesota. Give me Charlotte plus five. I can't pick Minnesota. Okay. I can't do it. If you're going to take it, it, you it. might as it's well so throw bad. in
1: some type of Rosier three-point prop or something. You're going to have to go nuclear if they want to cover this game.
0: Yeah. Yeah, no. Uh, I can't I can't take Minnesota. They're, they're going to find a way to nerf this up. I can't do it. All right. Total set at 226. Are we still going with Minnesota unders? They yeah. are – what's the last five games? They are – Three and two to the over actually in the last five games, but you know, still typically a pretty under squad. Charlotte three and five to the under.
1: Am I supposed I'm- to take an over with a Charlotte team missing all its best players? Like we talked about this before. Charlotte without yeah. Hayward, without ball, they can't score. And yeah. Minnesota's offense has been very inconsistent offensively. I think the total's way too high. I'm on the under.
0: Yeah, I, same thing. It's the same thing for me. And I, just, I don't believe that this should be this high of a total. And I understand why, because you think of Minnesota, and Minnesota has, you know, Cat and Anthony Edwards, all of that. I think that this is a little bit of an inflated total for – and Minnesota runs a pretty fast pace, but they're just very, very inefficient. And I think Charlotte at home is going to slow them down to their pace a little bit more. And that actually probably is going to help Minnesota because Minnesota keeps trying to run with Rudy Gobert on the floor. And it just doesn't work like that. Like that just does not work. All right. Next game on the slate, we have the Philadelphia 76ers playing the Orlando Magic. This game is going on in Orlando. The Magic are laying two and a half 2.13 and a half is the total. It's come down, crashing down from 2.17 injuries. And you see that Joel Embiid is out, as we all know. I mean, the big three is still out for the 76ers. Matisse Theibel is out with the ankle injury. Jaden Springer is out with the quad injury. And then we have Wendell Carter, who is questionable. And uh, Chuma Okiku? Okiki? Okiki is still out. Or he's questionable, I mean. Questionable. Paul Anthony's out.
1: Their big news, though, Boncaro is expected to return.
0: Is that? Is that true? Okay.
1: Yeah. He's slated
0: to return for Friday. All right. Well, so you got... uh, That's why Orlando's
1: favored by two and a half, is because is supposed to be back in the lineup.
0: Does that sway you over to the Orlando side in this one?
1: I like the under in this game. I mean, Philly's a team that's not afraid of rising to the occasion when they're missing a bunch of star players, but... I kind of have to lean to Orlando, assuming is going to play. Now, I am mm-hmm. worried about a minute restriction because he hasn't played in over a week or two, so I kind of wonder if they're going to ease him into it or not. They should, um, but you might be missing Wendell Carter Jr. That's a big deal. It's kind of a fun matchup at the center spot. You got Montrez Harrell against Mo Bamba. That's, that's an interesting one. Yeah. Um, I think my favorite play on this game is going to be simple. Uh, P.J. Tucker under for points. He's had, what, three points combined in the last like five games?
0: I yeah, I I don't know what's up with that. Like I don't know
1: He just stands in the corner, he's just not making any shots. Yeah, he's not
0: making he's not making shots right. And that's why I'm kinda I was looking at PJ's under today and that's number four and a half
1: really, really funny. His numbers four and a half for points. But like that's ridiculous. Is it he scored three points combined in like the last four games? But if you're open from the
0: corner, like you're still an NBA player. If you're open from the corner, two threes and you're you're smashing over.
1: My my know. favorite play for a player prop will be Bull Bull Double Double. If, if you're yeah. looking at Wendell Carter not playing, I kind of have to take Bull Bull double, double because he's been very good rebounding so far this season. Uh, you're looking at Bamba, who's not afraid to play a little bit away from the basket as well. Mm. But assuming Carter Jr. doesn't play and you're looking at Paul Reed or Montrez mm. Harrell, I'd look for the Double Double on uh, Bull Bull, probably also for... Uh, Paul Reed, if Paul Reed starts, because I think he should be starting. I think he's a better player than Montrose Harrell right now. So yeah. I'd look for a double-double on either of those guys. Uh, Aaron's asking if we're overestimating the Sixers based on the Nets game. I think that's the public conception. I think yeah. that people think Philly's okay. And it was just don't. a spot. It's why I took Charlotte in the last game against them. And I do think that Philly's not a good team, but defensively they're good. So I'll lean to the under and hope that the pace is just very, very slow for both teams. Orlando doesn't play fast either, so I'm going to lean to the under in this game. I don't think both teams reach 100, but I'll lean to Orlando. It's a nice emotional boost to get your best player back, and I do think that Philly is really not good, as Aaron said before. So I'm going to lean to Orlando, but I will lean to the under. Those player props, though, give me a bowl, bowl, double, double, and maybe Paul Reed, if he starts, double, double.
0: Yeah, no, I mean, I'm on the same wave as you, to be honest. And I'm back in Orlando, and I'm back in under in this game. And it's really that that set that next game was the ultimate get up spot. Like after that, you kind of remember, oh wait, Doc Rivers is still the head coach, and this team is missing his three best players, and they really like had no answers for Charlotte in that second half where they were able to blow that lead. And so um, I, I, I can't I can't back Philly right now. And just maybe a first half. Well, no, because Orlando's still pretty good in the first half. So I don't even think I like a first half play in Philly. I think Orlando can come in here and just have a really, really solid game at home. And like you said, a get up spot, getting your best player back. And hopefully Wendell Carter plays. If Wendell Carter plays, then I love Wendell Carter's rebounds. I love really, as you were talking about, any of the rebounds you were talking about. But I don't think that this is a game like that Nets game where they dominated the offensive glass like what 12 to 1 15 to yeah. 1 something like that. So, yeah, no. I'm with you. I'm on Orlando. I'll take the under both of these teams. Uh let me see here. So, I think the, if you uh, I think
1: if you're going to take Philly and you want to play it a bit safe, I don't mind maybe taking an Orlando team total under because yeah. Philly might not score, but mm-hmm. they can't afford to get into a track meet because they don't have any offensive talent. So, if you want to back Philly in a bit of a safer way, I don't mind Orlando team total under. I'm still picking in Orlando, but if you want to make a case for Philly, I'd rather take the team total under for Orlando.
0: Orlando is 24th in the league in pace in the past five games. I, I moved Philly's number to the past two games just because they played two games without the big three. Yeah, and right. in those two games, they are 23rd in pace. So they're still running a pretty slow mm. pace in a lineup that they probably should be running fast in. But who do, who do you know? Who do I know? I'm not a coach. Uh. All right. That's it on that game. Let's move on to the next one on our schedule. And we have the Portland Trailblazers going to play my New York Knickerbockers in Madison Square Garden. Minus three and a half for the Knicks. 219 is the total. Come down from 220 and a half. Injury report for these two. And I have... Ju Ubanks, who is questionable, we have Lillard, who is out. We all knew that Cam Reddish, Mitchell Robinson, Derek Rose, all questionable. all right, I mean, there's really nothing stopping me from taking Portland i I, I don't know there's there's really nothing stopping me from taking Portland. You're getting the Knicks as a home favorite in madison square garden where teams always put up their best effort to play against them and put on a show some rent like every year some random person has a 50 piece in madison square garden playing against the knicks and this Portland team team has been really really good as dogs like i know they didn't cover that last one i was backing them against the Cavs, and they they kept it close for a little while then Cavs ended up pulling away in that one but I mean, this just feels like a typical Knicks spot where the Knicks are favored. Everybody thinks, oh, this, okay, this is a pretty solid layup game for the Knicks. I'll take Knicks' money line, throw it in a parlay or anything like that. And the Knicks seem to disappoint people in those spots. like in like this one right here, you have Jeremy Grant. You have Anthony Simons who are still playing in this game. I think that they, the Knicks defensively have not been there this year. So I think that they can still have a really, really good game and just get some of those other guys involved. I'm, I'm on the Trailblazers here. I think the Trailblazers have too many options for the Knicks, and I think this is a close game. Knicks may come out here and get a win, but the, this is going to be closer to a one-score game. Give me the Trailblazers plus three and a half.
1: For me, it's a stay away. Um, I'm not going to bet it either way. Portland has lost four straight, but you look at the opponents during that stretch. They lost to the Nets. Definitely an awful showing there uh, with the Nets on a back-to-back there, uh, but they lost to Utah, happens. Lost to Milwaukee on the road, lost to Cleveland on the road, so... Their less their opponents are really, really good, and the Nets are, you know, that's a pretty bad loss, but the game came down to the wire. Uh the Knicks have not been good either lately, but they have not played a home game in a while. Uh, to go through their schedule, they have played a lot of a lot of road games here, mostly on the West Coast. Uh yep. but to go through uh their last home game, it was actually that game on I think it was Sunday against the Thunder. Yep. Uh so Blew it that's yeah. Yeah, but uh, they gave up 145 points. But the point is, their last home game was on November 13th. So it's been roughly two weeks since they've been at MSG. Does that have any impact for you? Do you like the back teams after a long road trip, or do you like the fade them yeah. because of the travel?
0: No, I, I, I typically like the back teams after a long road trip. And it's just, I think Madison Square Garden is just different because, like, there's just a different atmosphere. Like, it's the mecca of basketball. Everybody has admirations, like anybody that talks about playing hoops on the NBA level, everybody says, I want to go to Madison Square Garden and have a crazy game. Whether I'm playing for the Knicks or playing against the Knicks, I want to go to Madison Square Garden and have a crazy game. And so it's just really hard to back the Knicks at home. Like I'm, I'd have to go back and look at their home ATS splits, but I feel like it's really hard to back the Knicks at home with just the level of effort that they get from anybody any, any given night. I mean, come on. The Thunder put up 145. Yeah, like that's that's they put up a lot of points this season, but 145 is a little egregious and uh, two, three and one are the Knicks ATS as a home favorite this season. You have Portland, who is 10 and three as a home dog. Yeah, man, I'm just back in Portland.
1: I think I'm going to lean to the over in this game, Uh, but it's it's mostly based on Portland's defense lately. It has not been great. The Knicks' defense has been really up and down, mostly down, so I think you're going to see points in this game. But for the spread, I think I'll lean Knicks, but I'm not actually going to play anything in this game. Both teams are a little bit too unpredictable, and Portland without Lillard has looked pretty underwhelming, but once again, pretty tough schedule. So I'm not sure how exactly to read into Portland. I don't mind your play on that though, but I am going to lean to the over. I think you'll see points in this game.
0: Yeah, I think this is a little bit of an over game too. Knicks four or five to the under in the last five, with the one over coming against again.
1: Over. I think you mean four and four and one in the last five to the over.
0: Oh, right? but I, did I say? I thought I said under. But Wait, yeah, is it four, under or over? I thought I said under. Okay. Yeah, four, well, either way, four of five have okay. gone under. Four of five have gone under. One over that they did have is the one against OKC, not against Master Square Garden, but the one at OKC. They're just coming off of that road trip. And ultimately, I think that they score a lot better. They're going to score a lot better at home. Like, I do they think should. they're going to score a lot better at home. This is a rather, you know, it's a decent total, not too low, not too high. I think this this does eke over because Portland brings the intensity and matches the intensity that the Knicks are going to bring tonight. Mm-hmm. So, all right, uh, I like Anthony Simons in this game, too.
1: Yeah, I think if one guy you want to make the MSG 40-piece bet, it's yeah. probably on Simons.
0: Yeah. All right, Sacramento Kings are going to Boston. to Play the Boston Celtics. Minus 7.5 for the Celtics. 2.38.5 is the total we have for... I don't have an injury report for this game, actually.
1: Uh, everyone's clear except for the Robert Williams and Gallinari injuries, which are obvious. So both teams are at full
0: strength. All right. Both teams are at full strength. You've been backing both teams a lot recently. What are you doing going well. Here? Laying seven and a half. You can't back with both ba- tonight.
1: Yeah, I'm, go- I'm going with Boston. Well, you can. You just bet the over and you'll both teams score a bunch of points. But <laughs> I'm going right. to go with Boston in the spot. <laughs> Uh, Sacramento have had a good read-on this season. I uh, had them against Memphis. They tried to blow the game away. They held on. Then we both faded them against Atlanta. Just thought it was a terrible spot, and Atlanta took care of business there. It wasn't easy, but they got the job done. I know Boston has screwed you time and time again. This team is actually incredible. Like This team is really, really good, particularly on offense. And, yeah, and no. think that Sacramento defensively is so bad that Mm -hmm. Boston should probably walk into 130 in this game. So Mm -hmm. Tatum is playing at an MVP level. I wouldn't vote for him, but he's definitely an MVP finalist. And he had a 36-13 and game against Dallas the other night where they did whatever they wanted offensively. Sacramento I like as a team, but the issue is I still think that they rely a little bit too heavy in isolation late in games. Darren Fox is shooting so well this season. He's been incredible. Herter's been a man possessed. Besides those two guys, though, Sabonis is kind of taking a step back intentionally based on the overall scheme of the offense. Yeah. Barnes is a good last game, but he hasn't been great this season. I just think that Boston has a better defensive team. Not by a lot. Both teams aren't great defensively, but Boston is better. And offensively, Boston's on pace to have the best season in the history of the NBA. Sacramento, I believe, is in second in terms of offensive efficiency. But I'm going to go Boston here. I just think that defensively, they're better. They can get more stops. Tatum's the best player on the court by far. I don't know if you think Brown's better than Fox. I think it's close. I'd say probably, but you can make an argument. The point is Boston might have the best two players on the court, and they're against a team that has the worst defense in the league, second worst maybe because the Spurs are next level bad. But give me Boston at home. I think they'll score 130 in this game, so I like Boston team total over. But I do think you'll end up seeing a track meet where Boston does a lot of the scoring. Give me the Celtics, and I'll take the over.
0: Yeah. uh, Let's just see your offense. The whole
1: game comes down to your thoughts. If you're taking Boston, I'll bet Kings money line. Like the whole game comes down to what you pick for this matchup, because you you have to be wrong on the Celtics.
0: Are you serious? Oh, okay. You have to be wrong on the Celtics because they will automatically (laughs) screw you no no matter what. Wow. What What kind of pressure? What kind of pressure is that? Uh, All right. No. So, in terms of your your offense talk. Both teams, last five games, Kings number one in offensive rating and the Celtics are fifth in terms of offensive rating. And then you go and you look at them and how they are on the defensive side of the ball and it drastically changes. Same five games, 18th in terms of defensive rating for the Kings and the Celtics are a little bit up higher and not too bad at 11. That's not bad, so, though. Boston no, it's was not. Really bad to start- <clears throat> yeah, they were. And so they've really turned it back on defensively and getting starting to get on their groove on that side of the basketball. Both of these teams love to run. They they love to run. And last five games, Kings first and pace, Boston fourth. So, I mean, I'm not afraid of backing this over. I'll say that first and foremost. At 238 and a half, I, I think that this clears 240. I honest. said I think
1: Boston gets to one hundred and thirty, so of course yeah, I'm so, taking
0: over. Yeah, I think this clears two hundred and forty, um, and on this, in terms of the side, I don't know. I just keep thinking of like Pacers, Pistons, different games over the course of the past calendar year, where Boston was pretty much everybody thought that they were a layup to get the win at home, and they folded. And so, yeah, I'm going I'm going to seven and a half just because I think if this, if this becomes a shootout, are you telling me the Kings can't keep it close? Like they're going to go in here and absolutely fold offensively? I don't think so. I think that they could still have a pretty solid game offensively. Uh, not Harrison Barnes. I don't know why I was about to say that name. But Sabonis, I'm on a big Sabonis game. I still love playing the guys on the inside against the Celtics. Still absolutely love that matchup for them going up against uh probably Al Horford there. Sometimes you may get uh, Grant Williams if you get an adjustment, but I like the guys on the inside playing against them, and you know, getting a lot of rebounds. <laughs> Stop making me laugh, guys. Uh, getting a lot of rebounds and points on the inside, so I, I like Sabonis today. I think he actually does have that, you know, classic Sabonis game that we're used to seeing. I think a lot, but, I
1: think Sabonis should walk into like seventeen and fourteen like 17, yeah. 15, something like yeah. that. Yeah, so and it's that.
0: rather easily. So, uh, yep. yeah, I'm on, I'm on Sabonis here. I think he has a pretty good game. I, I'm just going to, you know, say the Kings keep it close. Like, th- I don't know why Boston... I'm going to, to have to double down the Celtics now, so... Yeah, you know, might have to. I might, might have, have to. to. I still like I the over to,
1: though. I just think I have to go on tally
0: site you. and see what my record is betting the Celtics. I think it's can pretty you have, high. Can you
1: create a separate account on tally site, but only for Celtics games, and we could just test this only experiment? for Celtics games and yeah, just test yeah. this experiment?
0: I have on. uh, I have Kramer when he gets back from the desert, and all of them get okay. together and make that for me. All right. Uh, anything I like on the Celtics yeah Tatum. Jason Tatum, yeah, yeah. Jason Tatum. I'm glad we said that say Tom Chicks. Jason Tatum, <laughs> yeah, All right. next thing. we like the we have the Cleveland Cavaliers going to play the Milwaukee Bucks minus four for the Bucks, 2.15 and a half for the Cavs. And before we go any further, I got to talk to you about Winbet because Winbet is now live in Arizona, Colorado, Indiana, Louisiana, Michigan, New Jersey, New York, Tennessee, and Virginia. You have casino play. You have online sports betting. You have the Winbet win hour, 5 to 6 p.m. Eastern time on Thursday, each and every Thursday. Best odds ever. Sign up today and get a special offer $100. Win $100. Why would you not? So much choose from all you have to do is head over to sportsgamingpodcast.com slash winbet. So I know we sent you that sportsgamingpodcast.com slash W-Y-N-N-B-E-T to claim your free bet today. Offer such a change, terms, and conditions at winbet.com. Must be 21, older, and present in state. where play through winbet. available. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem, call 1-800-522-4700. All right, back to the game. Cavs, Bucks minus four, 215 and a half is the total. Injury report we have Kevin Love out with a thumb injury. Karis Levert out with an ankle injury. Lamar Stevens doubtful with an illness. And we have Pat Connington who is questionable with an illness. And Drew Holiday who is probable with an illness. A lot of diseases going around mm-hmm. in the NBA. Yuck. All righty here. Let's see. You're getting four with the Bucks coming off of a, a rare loss to the Bulls. What are you doing?
1: I know typically this would be a spot for Milwaukee where you would just lay it and you just assume Milwaukee at home after a loss to Chicago would bounce back. I'm actually going to take Cleveland in the spot. I like how okay. they played. And I think defensively they've really kicked it up a notch, uh, giving up less than 97 points in two of the last three games, giving uh-huh. up less than 103 in each of the last three games, including a nice win there against Atlanta where they only gave up 102 points. Yeah. Now, all those games were at home. They're going back on the road. Cleveland is 4-5 and five on the road, so that is a bit concerning. Uh, they played at Milwaukee already this season and lost that game by 15. But I think it's a pretty decent spot for Cleveland to get some revenge here. Milwaukee is a good team. They're, they're a very good team, let's be honest. But I am a little bit concerned about how much focus they put into every individual game. It seems like like Milwaukee kind of picks and chooses when to actually pick it up, and it seems like occasionally they'll overlook their opponents. Cleveland definitely should be motivated and pissed off after they got blown out last time, and they were performing well. They were down one at the half, got blown out in the third quarter, and the game kind of went off the rails. But Mm -hmm. I think it's also worth mentioning that Jared Allen did not play in that game. And Milwaukee has a lot of size in the interior with Giannis and Portis and Lopez. So Allen's a big deal against Milwaukee because you really need all hands on deck in the front court to match up all the bodies that Milwaukee has. I think that Allen walks into a double-double in this game. But I'm going to go with Cleveland. I like what I've seen from this team lately, and I do think this game should be very close. I think that Mitchell and Garland could potentially have huge games here, but I will go with Cleveland. I think that getting four with a team at full strength, I think people are going to overreact to the first meeting. But I think Jared Allen not playing is definitely worth a mm-hmm. lot, and I think that people are going to overlook that context. So give me Cleveland plus the points. Oh, man.
0: Not a gra- it's not an
1: easy game to choose from, but I'll take the points.
0: You make some great points, sir. You made some great points.
1: I have to at least acknowledge Jared Allen not playing in the first game because that's huge.
0: I do, but – they also lost by 15, and I don't think yeah. he's that... Like, this spread is low enough where I, I think that he's already counted into the fact that he didn't play last game by making... If he if he was out this game, I think this would be a lot, you know, That's a fair. lot closer. So, oh, man.
1: No chance I bet the spread. I'll just watch it on TV. It should be a good game.
0: Yeah, it should be a really good game. And I think that... Mm, I need to look something up real quick before I give up, put my foot in my mouth. But
1: just blindly take the blocks on every center in this game and just, that <laughs> you just get a bunch of and blocks. And it's
0: all plus money. So just, yeah. <laughs> just load up there. And yeah, no, that's actually a fun way to play this. I'm not going to lie to you because it should be a bunch of blocks. Uh, all right. Let me see here.
1: By the way, Jaron Allen double double <laughs> minus 155. Sure. I mean, I'm not going no to say 155. For double double yeah. for
0: Allen? I mean, yeah, yeah. I think alternative
1: rebounds, I think he'll probably record at least 13 rebounds in this game. He's going to have to play a bunch of minutes.
0: Yeah. Uh, well, yeah, uh, not too much. Cleveland, 4 4 and 1. I guess the spread in the first half. Milwaukee's, you know, rather more of a first. Like, they just really come out firing, come out firing a lot. I will. I'm going to still lean Milwaukee. I'm still leaning Milwaukee because four I just think is not enough. Maybe if I was getting to six, seven, a little bit more, I would be on Cleveland. But four makes me feel still pretty comfortable in playing Milwaukee. And it's just because even though they have Allen and Mobley, they, Milwaukee still has the bigs that can go against them and still mm-hmm. score at the rim. And I think that if you're scoring at the rim against Cleveland, then that's really like their edge. Like them being able to hold people from scoring at the rim, forcing teams to make a lot of jump shots and making them become more, you know, taking out a whole dimension of their offense. I think that with Milwaukee, we talk about Bobby Portis, you talk about Giannis. And even though Lopez in there just as a big body, like they can still get to the rim and score a bunch at the rim and be able to take advantage of their outside shooting, which they've shown us over the past couple of years, that they're not afraid of taking the outside shot. So I think that Milwaukee's offense can really get going in this game just by how Cleveland plays defense. I think this is actually just a really bad matchup for Cleveland, to be honest. So I'll go with Milwaukee minus four. I don't like it. I'm with you. I'm probably not betting this one. But on the total, I'm definitely on the under. I think this is an under game. I think both teams stay under 100 points here.
1: Yeah, I think the main concern I have with Milwaukee right now, and I know Drew Holiday is a great uh, wing defender, but I am concerned a bit about about the perimeter defense because DeRozan obviously is the main weapon for Chicago, and he just walked into 36-8 and eight yep. against Milwaukee last game. So I do think Milwaukee's uh, paint defense is great because they can block a bunch of shots. But if DeRozan is dropping 36 and 8 against you, and now you have to face off against Garland and Mitchell, I have some concerns about your perimeter defense in this matchup.
0: Whichever one is not being guarded by Drew Holiday is going to get off.
1: I'm assuming Holiday's going to guard. Uh, I, I
0: would, would guess, have him on
1: Garland. I'm going to guess Garland
0: if I, if I. I would have guess, him on yeah. Garland because I want to take a chance that Donovan Mitchell has one of those streaky games where it's like he could be really hot from shooting from the outside. But more more than likely, Donovan's going to be looking to get to the rim a lot. And he's going to be looking to kind of, you know, get easy buckets and a lot of layups. And I'll take my chances with Donovan coming into the rim against Jared Allen and Evan Mobley. Whereas just letting Darius Garland just be free I I think, I think
1: you mean against Lopez and Giannis, but same idea.
0: Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I guess yeah. Lopez and Giannis. I'm with uh, you. I'll take my chances I, I, against I, I, Lopez and Giannis rather than yeah. uh, freaking... Garland just running around and being ballistic from three, which he's been doing a lot lately.
1: I'd have him on Garland because in addition to the shooting, Garland also gives you elite pick and roll playmaking. And that's kind of one area that Mitchell's good at. I think he could be better at. His assist numbers haven't been that great in his career. I think that the Bucks' strategy is going to be, we shut down Garland. We dare Mitchell to go for 40 or get hot from three and we'll take our chances. So I would personally have holiday on Garland as well. So I kind of like Mitchell props tonight.
0: All right, next game in the slate, we have the Chicago Bulls playing the Oklahoma City Thunder, minus 2.5 for the Bulls on the road. 232.5 is the total injury report here. We have Javante Green, who is probable, Gordon Dragic, who is doubtful, and Mike Muscala, who is out. All right, backing OKC. Who is coming off of four of the last five games have ended in a loss. Three. I can't and believe they blew that
1: game to Denver. I can't believe that. Yeah, they blew I
0: have no game. idea how they blew. And it's this is multiple times that they blown games this season. I'm just like, I have it's like it actually deserves an award for how they go. Let's go. Ecuador? Yes. Or Netherlands. Both, yeah, both teams, teams. Both teams score. Both teams to score. Yep. Plus one fifteen. Let's go. Back to OKC, I have no idea. Like, it's really, really crazy how they're blowing some of these games. Chicago, on the other end, got two wins in a row. So they're starting to turn a corner. And they're not just two wins in a row, but two wins in a row against the top two teams in the Eastern Conference and the Milwaukee Bucks and the Boston Celtics. Yeah. So very, very good form for Chicago. Is that enough for you to back them here on the road?
1: It's such a prime spot for a letdown performance by Chicago, but the day off helps. Uh, You're kind of hoping that they stay focused for this game, but you said that OKC keeps blowing games in the fourth quarter. It's true, and if you watch them play, it's not surprising. It's because everyone stands around and prays that SGA bails them out of every situation late in the games, but I just think Chicago has more depth in terms of scoring, and OKC is what we acknowledge them being. They're a bad team. That's fun to watch because
0: oh they his, called it all sides. What the fuck?
1: Of course, you had VAR get in the way, but God damn it. Either way. Point is, OKC has really one great player and that's it. And Levine has not been great this year, but you still have DeRozan. You still have Vucevic, who should really have a good game in the spot because OKC can't stop anybody in the paint. I just, I'm going to go with Chicago. This game's going to be competitive. It would not surprise me if S, if SGA carries the Thunder to a nice first half lead. But I can't back this team when they're going to blow every game in the fourth quarter. So I'm going to take the Bulls and hope that in crunch time, give me DeRozan all day, every day to carry this team to a win. Give me Chicago by five.
0: Yeah, I'd look for a
1: live line, though, on Chicago money line because I do think the Thunder get off to a pretty good start at home in the first half. And I think Chicago flips a switch
0: this really should be a letdown spot, but I don't know if you can have a letdown spot and you're under 500 right now still. Like, yeah. you you need all the wins you can get and just trying to force yourself back to being above 500. So, yeah, I'm with you. I'm going to back the Bulls here and just make OKC have to finish the game. Like, <laughs> that's really what it is. It's, it, it's not like that there are a lot of these games. They're getting blown out in some of the games, yes, but it's not like they look like the worst team in the league. Like, they actually look like a decent team. They're just no, it's two, not it's finishing. Two, three,
1: it's two three quarters, and they fall apart in the fourth quarter. Yeah.
0: Um, DeRozan's going to take over this fourth quarter. Let's see. Let's look at here.
1: I'll look uh, up the fourth quarter point differential, but I got to assume that the Thunder are uh, at the bottom of the bottom.
0: Oh, yeah, probably so. Let's see here. Chicago, four and six in the first half. ATS. The OKC Thunder are – where are they? Oh, oh wait. five o- and
1: five. By the way, OKC is second to last in the league in fourth quarter point differential.
0: Second to last in the league. Wow. All right. So if they just – yeah, take them. Keep take it close. Hang in there in. Yeah, and let the Thunder close. fall apart. Uh, Let's see here. Chicago – and okc yeah this is the bet that i was looking for all right chicago and okc are both 11 6 and 1 this season to the uh over in the first quarter i knew i was sitting there looking at something where they both started off really fast last 10 games okc eight one and one to the four to the first quarter chicago's come down a little bit from starting off really really hot and I think it's because they inflated their numbers some after they realized that they were starting really, really hot in the first quarter. Four, five, and one. But I like this matchup. I don't think there's going to be much defense. I, and I really don't want to back the over in the full game just because of OKC has the ability to have one or two bad quarters that can really kill this over. But I think both of these teams start off pretty, pretty fast. OKC, five, three, and one. Last ten at home. Or, well, last nine at home in the uh, – first quarter and then you have the Chicago Bulls who are 6 and 2 on the road in their last eight to the fir- to the uh first quarter number. So give me a first quarter over between these two teams. That feels like a really good bet today. Yeah. Feels like of territory. All right. Next game. Anything else on that uh total?
1: Uh no. I'm looking at the over as well. I just think you'll see a bunch of
0: points. All right. We have your Brooklyn Nets playing the Indiana Pacers. Minus three and a half for the Nets. 232 and a half is the total injury report for this one. And we have uh, Nimhard and Jackson are both questionable for uh, the Pacers. And then we also have Wananabe who is out for Brooklyn.
1: Damn shame! Number one in three-point percentage. <laughs> yeah, I love that. I love that guy. Hell of a role player. It's
0: a great stat. It's a great stat. Yeah. His odds to lead the league in three-point percentage must have been crazy.
1: You would have had to request it. Let's put it that way. It wouldn't have been listed.
0: <laughs> but. All right, three and a half with your nets, and let's just go ahead and say the last two times they met up, these two teams have split. Indiana won the first game. And Brooklyn won the second game. Indiana covered both as 11 point dogs and seven and a half point dogs. What are you doing here now that it's at three and a half?
1: So I watched the Nets absolutely destroy Toronto in their last game, uh, which I wasn't totally surprised by because for whatever reason, Toronto is just awful against the Nets in the regular season. It's been the case for several years. Also, Van Vliet ended up not playing. Barnes didn't play. Uh, Siakam was obviously out. So I wasn't exactly shocked that Toronto kind of got smacked in that game. Indiana Mm -hmm. lost to Minnesota. Minnesota's got length. You know, they ended up just being a bad matchup for them. But Indiana's still feisty. They're still good at home. Pacers have been competitive, like very, very competitive against the Nets. And they won the first game. Then the Nets came out at a team meeting with Steve Nash, still his head coach, and Mm -hmm. ended up opening up a double-digit lead in the first half. And Indiana erased roughly a 20-something point deficit, tied the game, and then lost in the fourth quarter. But they were still very competitive, and then Nash got fired after the game anyway. So I'm going to go with the Pacers in this one at home. I do think that they have a lot of players that present a lot of problems for the Nets defensively. And since Kyrie's return, the Nets have really not been a good defensive team. But I think Miles Turner gives this team a problem. (laughs) He, has, he was not good in the one game against the Nets earlier this year because he only played in one of them, but he only played 20 minutes. And he's been playing a lot better lately. I think Turner should play well. They really just can't guard Halliburton at all. Uh, and you're looking at the main weapon for Indiana the Nets have no answers for. It's Matherin. Yeah. Matherin has killed this team, and they can't stay in front of him. So I like Matherin props. I think he'll have a big game. But give me Indiana. The Nets could show up. I'll believe it when I see it. I don't maybe mind a sneaky Ben Simmons triple-double play, maybe, uh, if you want to go for some huge plus-price odds there. But I'll go with Indiana. I just think that this team is playing good basketball. The Nets are really, really Jekyll and Hyde. And I do think with Halliburton and with Mathrin getting to whatever spot they want, the Nets are also really bad at guarding the three. and, And as a result, Buddy Heald might have a big game here. Give me the Pacers. I don't mind the team total over for them as well, but I do think you'll see the Pacers perform well here. So give me
0: Indiana. Yeah, man. Uh, I'm going Nets. I'm going Nets, and I'm just going to simply say that I think that uh, Jock Vaughn's Nets are better than Steve Nash's Nets.
1: That is definitely a fact.
0: I'm just going to go ahead and put it on that. Now, my concern for that is the rebounding aspect, and just that the Nets have not even just just don't have a rebounding mindset. Like that's really no. it. They just don't have a rebounding mindset to do the little things like box money out. So I think that the rebounding props are going to be really really good for Indiana. I like Jalen Smith. I know a lot. Uh, Miles Turner, of course, still really really good rebounding prop as well. And I'm probably going to be on him as well. But I like Jalen Smith. Getting him at six and a half minus one twenty five, and the fact that he's really really good. Really, really good rebounding basketball. He has that mindset. He does all the little things it takes to make sure that you get rebounds. And I know the focus is gonna be on Miles Turner on the inside. Like I know Vaughn is talking to them, like we gotta figure out a way to stop Miles Turner from killing us on the glass. And I think Jalen Smith is gonna have a pretty solid game. So that's one name that I was just looking at in particular. Jalen Smith's rebounds over six and a half. Uh but I'm just I'm just gonna say that offensively and moving the basketball that that the Nets are just going to be able to get almost pretty much anything they want against this team. Like, I don't think that they have to go to the paint to do a lot of the scoring. Like, they can hit a lot of jump shots and a lot of outside shooting. And I think that with Ben Simmons playing how he is now is completely different than what this Nets team looked like earlier because Ben Simmons is actually facilitating this offense. He's been good. It's yes, they have a true facilitator. Kyrie has been able to play more of that two guard than the point guard. I know a lot of people say Kyrie needs the ball in his hands. No, Kyrie does not need the ball in his hands. Kyrie is really good at playing the two. And he did it all that time when he was playing LeBron. And guess what? Had his best years there. So he's really, really good at playing that, too. He's been able to get the little guys, like, not well, not the little guys, but Like Nick Clapson, he's been able to get Nick Clapson a lot of easy buckets at the rim just by being able to penetrate and find the open man or the cutting uh, basket, the cutting uh, shooter, and be able to get easy baskets at the rim. So, yeah, I think that this is a completely different Nets team than that played this Pacers team earlier, and I think it's going to show in this game. So give me the next minus three and a half. I really like that play.
1: Um, looking for props, uh, I'll blindly look into Miles Turner blocks against the Nets. He just always yeah. punts every <laughs> shot against this team. And it wasn't even just selective recall, just going through the numbers here for blocks for Turner. 2-5, uh, two, 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 and he has a couple of other threes and fives in there. And there was a stretch, by the way, in 2017. Where he just had six, two, four, three, five, four, three, just against the Nets. Like <laughs> he just always punts every shot against this team. Yes, so. just as a fan, I remember it. But he had two blocks against the Nets in 20 minutes in the one meeting this season. If he plays 30 minutes, he'll block at least three or four shots. So I don't mind that prop either.
0: And this is like a tryout. Is this not kind of a, a tryout for him? And I think it'd be a good same? fit with
1: this team. I don't know if I trade uh, for him, but I think he's a good fit with this team.
0: Yeah, it just feels like this is a little bit like, hey, like you know, make the move. Miles Turner over two and a half blocks is currently sitting at plus one fifty five.
1: I don't mind that. I mean, I mentioned the numbers there. Historically speaking, he's been very, very good in blocks against the Nets.
0: Duh. And once again, he had two and well, twenty minutes. If you want to, if you want something that, I guess that's a yeah. I think that's pretty solid. So steals and blocks combined is still two and a half at minus one forty five.
1: Does he have any steals? He has had a steal
0: in two of the last three meetings against the Nets. So I mean, if you don't like if you like it and you're like, oh man, I don't really like he normally gets two blocks, not three. Like, I mean, there's a chance that he does get a steal. So that could make that if you want to, you know, pay some juice, you can pay 145 for steals in box confined or just Be degenerate and go for all blocks two and a half plus 155. I really would be
1: ultimate degen if they had an alternative blocks line. I would take like the four plus, so like plus like 700. (laughs) Like I I would actually take whatever the alternative blocks were for like four plus, but most books don't have it. I know somebody uh, that follows me on Twitter who has sent me a couple of picks. He's based in Australia Mm -hmm. and they have alternative block lines. And I Mm kind of wish that would be, you know, adapted over or adopted, I should say, to America, but it's not. So that's <laughs> unfortunate. But if they had alternative block lines, I would take it on Miles Turner in this game. All
0: right. Next game on the slate, we have the Atlanta Hawks going to Houston to play the Houston Rockets. Minus 8 on the road for Atlanta Hawks, 231 and a half is the total injury report and we have uh, Jared Culver, who is probable with the hip injury. Still Eric in Gorton is out. Jaylen I didn't Grain, realize Culver
1: was still in the league. Okay, cool.
0: Yeah. <laughs> uh, Jalen Green probable. Uh, Sangoon, doubtful. Josh Christopher, probable. Josh Christopher, sorry. Probable. And Fernando is questionable. So, let's just, because.
1: I got to take it away, don't I? Like, I'm, I'm not going to spend much time on this.
0: Houston lost four of the last five games, one win coming against Dallas. Which and, we had,
1: but that was solely because Luka didn't play. <laughs> that game was still competitive yeah. uh, throughout. So Houston's just terrible. Like they're and really,
0: uh, really bad. three of five wins with the last win against uh, a really good spot against the Sacramento Kings at home for the Atlanta Hawks. I mean, I'll, I'll let you just go ahead and go first.
1: I'm on Atlanta. Uh, there's nothing to like about this Houston team. They stink. And shang has been one of their best players and he might not play. He's <laughs> doubtful. Fernando might not play. So they have no size and Capella against his former team. I know you're going to make the case for the revenge game there for Capella, even though he yeah. hasn't been on that team in X amount of years. I still think Capella is going to walk into potentially a massive game. I talked about in the past Capella potentially going for like 14 plus rebounds, stuff like that. If he plays a North of like 28 minutes in this game, he mm-hmm. could walk into 20 and 20. Like, it's really doable against this Houston team because they have no size at all. And Shangun, even when he played, was a back-to-the-basket guy who wasn't a great uh, rebounder because his vertical isn't that great. But he still, you know, he hustles. He does all that stuff. Fernando gives you length. He can't shoot to save his life. So you'll see uh, Capella in the paint a lot in this game. I think Capella really just walks into, like, 18-18 and 18 in this game. I really don't know how Houston keeps them <laughs> off the glass. I don't know they stay in front of Trey Young. Even Jalen Green's going to play. He's battling a toe injury, so I'm not sure what percentage he is in terms of health. I think Atlanta blows them out in this game. Give me Atlanta. I think Houston's just a really bad team. And I think that if we're being totally honest, I think Silas is going to be fired by the end of the year. Um, you want to make a case we'll for see. Houston or they're missing too many guys?
0: No, they're, they're missing. They're missing a decent amount of guys, but it's just like the guys that I I'm looking for to have a good game are still playing. So I'm not really like I think Kevin Porter Jr. and Jalen Brink can still have a pretty solid game.
1: But does it like, concern you at all that green is battling a bit of a toe
0: injury? Uh, Yeah, a little bit, but I, I don't think that that's going to be anything that like I think if he was going to be hindered, he'd just not be playing. Like, I think since he's out there, he's going to go out there. He's going to play. I'm hoping that Hunter and Murray can
1: make life miserable for at least one of those two guys. I think if Hunter or Murray can give Porter or uh, Green problems, Houston is absolutely screwed in this game. And that's kind of what I'm banking on because Hunter and Murray are both really, really good defensive players. I'm taking Atlanta by double digits, and I usually hate backing Atlanta on the road. Yeah, this that's year,
0: why I'm just. They're actually I mean, not that
1: bad on the road this year. They've not been terrible, so I'll go with them. Well,
0: uh, uh, in relative, I mean, I say relatively from speaking, weather. they've been okay. Yeah, three and five ATS on the road this season. But what's Houston um, at home? Houston at home is where are you at? Two, three, and one.
1: Yeah, the so. two, three, and one at home. They're one and five straight up. So, I don't really know if it matters if they're at home or not.
0: Well, yeah, but, you know, I'm ATS wise still. Uh, it, it's because that, that's what I'm looking at. Like, that's really, I have no doubt that Atlanta's going to win this game. Whether Houston finds it in them to keep it close or not, I think at the last, you know, in the last quarter, Atlanta's going to turn it on and be able to get a win. It's just by the tune of eight points, eight points is, uh, I don't know. I'm gonna, I'm gonna back Houston. It's just too many points at this point. At for I'm getting a home dog of, of eight points. It's a little bit of a key number in the NBA there. Uh, I, I don't like this game. I do think Atlanta really should win, and I probably wouldn't play the spread if I played Atlanta. I probably play Atlanta and maybe like a player prop or mm-hmm. something, uh, just to get me some juice, where there's a player performance double or anything like that. I'm probably doing it like that if I play this game, but. I just don't feel comfortable taking Atlanta minus eight on the road. Like that's just the history. And it doesn't matter who's coaching the team. It doesn't matter who's on the team. They're just not a good road team. Like at all.
1: I, I get it. But I'm just looking at the overall stats for the first meeting this season. They played in the first game of the season. Atlanta won by 10 at home. Four of the five starters for Atlanta had 20 plus points. Uh, Trey Young and DeJounte went a combined two for 14 from three. And they yeah. went a combined 15 of 41 from the floor. Uh, Houston had Shengun off the bench, who had 15 and 9 in 22 minutes. He might not play. I think Atlanta comes out and smacks him. Mostly banking on or banking on Trey Young and Dejounte not going a combined two for 14 from three again.
0: Yeah, I'm gonna just close my eyes and take Houston. Okay. All right. We're both on over or oh. under.
1: I really have no thoughts on the total
0: in this game. Uh, I guess. Open I'm at 236, over- and it's now at 231 and a half.
1: I think I'm leaning to the over. The first meeting ended up landing two twenty-four, but Atlanta shot twenty-eight percent from three mm-hmm. and Houston shot twenty-five percent from three, give or take.
0: Mm-hmm. I
1: think you'll see better shooting in this game, so I'll lean to the over, but I really don't feel great about it.
0: Yeah, I'm going over. Okay. All right. Next game on the state we have the New Orleans Pelicans playing the Memphis Grizzlies. Minus two and a half for the Grizzlies at home. Two twenty seven and a half is the total injury report and we have Steven Adams who is questionable with an illness Uh, Aldama is doubtful with an illness we have Conchar, who is questionable and then we also have Trey Murphy questionable and CJ McCullen who is out in health and safety protocols all right Minus two and a half with the Grizzlies. These two teams played, what was that, last week?
1: Yeah, uh, New Orleans won.
0: Yeah, New Orleans won as one and a half point home favorites. 113 to 102. What are you doing here in a rematch? Two Uh, and a half with the Grizzlies.
1: uh, First of all, I don't feel great about the side either way because of the injuries with both sides. And McCollum being out might be a big deal. I will go with John Morant over in points. (laughs) That's going to be my main handicap here. Uh, In the meeting on TNT that they had on the 15th, Ja had 36, uh, 10 to 27 shots. I don't think that New Orleans can stop him. He had 34 last game against Sacramento. We didn't play that well until the fourth quarter. He had 20 in the fourth, but Mm -hmm. I'll go with Ja over. Side and total, truth is I'm kind of staying away. Too much uncertainty. I will lean to the under, though. Uh, The meeting on TV did end up landing 215, and Memphis has played a lot of really low-scoring second halves. Recently, I'm going to go with the under, but I will go with Jaw over in points. I just think Jaw has a field day in this game.
0: Yeah, uh, I'm trying. To I, I can't between. go against you with Jaw. Jaw just he he finds a way to scores against score against this team. So I can't go against you with Jaw. But uh, yeah, I'm on. I'm on Memphis. Uh, I'm on Memphis I think that it's really just because they have the immediate rematch well not immediate rematch but like they just played this team last week they're playing this week they're healthier than what they played them last week so even though they're missing some guys it's a little bit healthy healthier I I do like that underplay that you were talking about and just with CJ McCollum being out different you know there's a lot of role players on that Memphis team that are out and people aren't looking at and this time around I don't think he played in the last game but Jared Jackson is playing this time around a lot of blocks. So, yeah, so a lot of blocks. I like to see him uh, defending the realm, making it a little bit tougher for some of the guards and some of the big uh, big men on that Pelicans team. Yeah, I'll, I'll go with Memphis here to get the win and the cover the second go around. I like the under as well. And I'm on Ja Morant. I'll actually take Ja's points all the way up. I think that Ja has a crazy game in this one.
1: I think he's going to go for at least 35.
0: And this is on national television technically. Again. All right, next one. Yeah, again. <laughs> uh, next game we have. I mean, did they play all – this has got to be the last game that they play this season against each other. I feel like we've talked about this game every week for the past three weeks straight. We have the Washington Wizards playing the Miami Heat. Minus three and a half for the Heat. Two twelve and a half and a half is the total injury report. And we have <sighs> –
1: all right, I had to get that is out. Is anybody worth a damn actually playing on Miami this time around? I know Hero played in the last meeting. He didn't play well, but he played.
0: Oh my gosh, I didn't even get the Miami side. Hold on, let me start with uh freaking Washington. This is really long. All right, hold on, let me get some water because this is the injury ball so-
1: part three. So get excited.
0: Who we? Yes, go Ecuador. Thank you. Jesus Christ, take, this one take that stood, one back. By, this one stood by the way. There was yeah, no it bar. did. Take this one back. All right. Sorry, y'all. I was really trying to mentally prepare myself to read this incredibly long injury report. All right, here we go. Johnny Davis is questionable with the groin injury. Bradley Beal is questionable with a thigh injury. Rory Hachimura is questionable with an ankle injury. Monty Morris is questionable with an ankle injury. That's just Washington, by the way. All right, Miami. Max Drew is questionable with the shoulder injury. Uh, Tyler Hero questionable with the ankle. Duncan Robinson is doubtful with his ankle. Gabe Vincent is questionable with his knee. Haywood Highsmith is probable with his hip. Like, we really care about that. Dwayne Dedman is questionable with his foot injury, and Bam Adebayo is probable with a knee injury. I don't know if you said Butler's out, but Butler's also Yes, Butler is out. Gosh, man, even reading that list, I still missed one. I wasn't sure if he did or not, but there you go. Is there anything taking us from because this is the immediate rematch for this game, right? I'm pretty sure it's there.
1: immediate rematch part three. Miami already got revenge for the first yes. loss in overtime. Yes. So, so I don't know what <laughs> hell to make of this
0: game? So yes, they played And all. the game went over last time out. So I this really don't last, know what to expect. This is the last time we're talking about this game. They only play him four times. This is the last Good. time we're talking about this game. Finally. All right. Does Washington nod it up two two?
1: I have no idea. I, I I can't I can't break this down. What the hell do you want from me? Like I don't know who's playing in this game. I mean I, I I leaned to the under last time out. The game went over somehow, missing every player that they had. Hero was not good last time out against this team, but he might not play, so I don't know if he's going to play or not. Um, pass. Can I pass? Like I, I don't I don't know what to. I don't know who's playing in this game. Like I I, I don't know how to break this down. Hero might not play. Beal might not play. Uh, Atabayo maybe doesn't play. I don't know. Like I guess I'll lean to the under because I don't know who's gonna play, but Kuzma props. I guess. I mean, Kuzma. Hey, look, done that's well literally what team. I'm
0: typing in the into my search engine. Like Kuzma's right now. been
1: good against this team. That's all I got. Like I, yeah, I, I Kyle, don't
0: know. Kyle Kuzma in the three. No, wait, is that a, yeah? No, in two games that because Kyle Kuzma even missed a game against this team. <laughs> so in the two games that Kyle Kuzma played against them this year, he has 21 and eight and 33 and seven. Cool. Over. So I feel like we have to just go Kuz, but it's like, I don't even know. I'm going to just blindly take the Wizards because of, one, the immediate rematch. <laughs> about, I'm, bl- just I'm blindly going to
1: lean to the Wizards because if I don't know who's playing for both teams, I'll take the points.
0: Yeah, take the points. I like getting them plus money to win the game, especially in the immediate rematch uh, here in Miami. Also, again, I still don't like Miami laying, laying a lot of points of at not. home. And so yeah, I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna go Wizards. I'm gonna just go ahead and say it. I'm gonna take Wizards and give me a sprinkle on the money line. I think the Wizards get it done and Kyle Kuzma can be a really big reason for that.
1: I'm just gonna say it. If you bet the actual spread or total in this game, go to a meeting. Because I'm not (laughs) interested. I'm just gonna say it. Just go to (laughs) a meeting. Well, if
0: you bet it right now, once we Right now, go to a meeting. If you have interest news later on then maybe
1: but right now, I heard they got great coffee, they got some donuts for you, a nice spread. You get to sit in a circle, talk about your problems, but you probably should go to one of those because I don't know how you could bet this
0: game right now. Yeah, uh, yeah. I'll wait for more information. All right, moving on to the next slate. It's not so many times we actually do that. That's hilarious. All right, moving on to the next slate. We have the Los Angeles Lakers on the road playing the San Antonio Spurs. Minus three for the Lakers. Two thirty-two and a half is the total. It's the fun mini
1: game. Will LeBron actually return to action? We're about six games in.
0: Yeah, pretty much, because LeBron is questionable. JTA is is expected to play today. Anthony Davis is expected to play today as well. Patrick Beverly is out with the suspension for the next three games. Jordan Hall, Zach Collins, Doug McDermott, all questionable for the Spurs, and Josh Richardson, doubtful. I feel like I saw something that said – let me double-check that. I feel like I saw something else that said that he's actually playing, but – Right now, Josh Richardson is doubtful. Scott, what are you doing?
1: I'll take every Anthony Davis over, and I think that's kind (laughs) of how I'm going to break it down. I I really don't know how I'm supposed to avoid it. The Spurs are terrible. And once again, props to them for remaining competitive for about a week and a half. It's a week and a half longer than we thought they were going to be competitive for. But this team stinks. And if you go through advanced numbers, they're dead last in offense and defense for like the last 10 games. Like they are really, really bad. Uh, Keldon Johnson's fallen apart. Vassal's been good. So shout out to him. But I gotta go with the Lakers here. Beverly is out. Is that addition by subtraction? I don't know because defensively is good, offensively is giving you absolutely nothing. So yeah. I don't know if that really matters or not. But Anthony Davis in the blowout game still had what thirty and eighteen against yeah. the Spurs. Isn't that what he had? Like I don't, I don't know how the Spurs can guard him. They can't. I, I just think that Anthony Davis is going to kill this team. And I think you're going to end up seeing Davis go once again for 35 and 15, something ridiculous, because he's really looked like his old self lately. And to go through his recent games, uh, in order, 24 and 14, 37 and 18, 38 and 16, then against San Antonio in 28 minutes, had 30 and 18, and then at 37 and 21 against Phoenix. Good luck to you, San Antonio. Like You just can't stop the guy. Give me Anthony Mm -hmm. Davis over in rebounds and points. I think he probably drops maybe 40 in this game. But give me the Lakers here. I don't think Beverly's worth anything. So mm-hmm. I'll go with the Lakers because the Spurs have fallen off a cliff.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I got to go Lakers too. I have to go Lakers too. I, I don't know how – I really don't know how this is three, <laughs> honestly. I, I don't, like I don't either. More.
1: And Aaron's asking, you know, Popovich hates the Lakers. Is there a no tank job? No.
0: It they doesn't got married matter. earlier.
1: I don't believe that coaches go into games saying we're trying to lose. You just can tell from their overall talent. We don't have any. We're going to get killed. I think the Lakers, even though this team is bad, has significantly more talent because of Anthony Davis than the entire Spurs team. And once again, if you have an unstoppable player who should get to the foul line, what, 15 times in this game minimum? Pirtle's going to be in foul trouble. The entire front line on the San Antonio is going to be in foul trouble. That's good enough for me. Give me the Lakers. Um, and I hate the Lakers, but it's a hell of a spot for them in the spot in this matchup.
0: Let's see here. Where is it? 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 Let's find it. There we go. Home team total points 115 and a half.
1: That's the home or the road number.
0: That's the home number. Wow. That is the home team number 115 wow. okay. and a half and uh, just reading off the points totals from their last five games: one ten, ninety two to the same Lakers team, ninety seven, one twelve, one ten.
1: I said they were dead last in offense and defense the last couple games. Like they can't do anything right.
0: I mean, I get why the total is this high because
1: and LeBron might play. We didn't even mention that LeBron might yeah. play in this game.
0: I just think that this is going to be a defensive clinic by the Lakers as the the quote unquote Patrick Beverly get up spot. How do you get up for Patrick Beverly when he's out? You're really active on the defensive side of the ball. And I think that they can do that in this game. 115 and a half seems like too much. Give me the under on the Spurs team total today. And, yeah, I am on the Lakers as well. Yep. All right. Oh, Devin Vassell, still a cheat code. I'm still yep. rocking with Devin Vassell. Mm-hmm. Pure cheat code. Pure cheat code. He hits his prop. They're they're not adjusting to it, and he gives he goes for twenty almost every time out.
1: They so. don't adjust to it because the team still only scores ninety five points. He just scores twenty something of those ninety something points. Yeah,
0: <laughs> so I'm um, I'm purely on. I, I can't. I, I think Devin Vassell is one player that I'm probably going to be playing this entire year. Because he just, he gets off. Like, he continues to get off. Let me go look at his last.
1: I know minutes. LeBron's points are mentioned here, but Davis's points are at 25 and a half. What the hell are we doing here? 25 and a half? He had 30 in 28 minutes the last meeting.
0: Uh, just okay. a Whatever. Rund- rundown of Devin Vassell past few games. 26, 17, 29, 21, 6, 22, 22, 17, 20, and 29. Like. He does. He, he has the volume, and he has the talent to easily get over 20 points any given night. I'll take my chances that it's not an off night for him. No. All right. Next game on the slate, we have the Detroit Pistons going to play the Phoenix Suns. Minus 12.5 for the Suns. 2.25.5 is the total. Killian Hayes, Jaden Ivey, and Hamadou Diallo all questionable for this game. I mean, is there anything that's stopping the Pistons from getting absolutely buried tonight?
1: No, they're going to lose by 30. I, I was going to yeah. say. It's I've perfect... already bet this. I've
0: already bet yeah. this. this is it's a lot.
1: perfect situation where the, no, the Pistons shock some people. They won back-to-back games as double-digit underdogs, like huge underdogs. They're going into the desert against yep. an actual team that is used to dominating. Phoenix and covering is going, these large spreads and covering <laughs> Phoenix is going to murder this team. and it will yep. not surprise me. And now Ivy might not play' their arguably best player, second best player. Cade's still out. People are going to blindly bet Detroit because they yep. beat Utah
0: and they beat whatever. oh, and um, and if you but if you go back even further, the past five games, they've gotten a double digit spread four times and covered all four.
1: There is no chance that Phoenix is going to really keep this game close by overlooking. I don't see it happening. I think Phoenix comes out and smacks them. Yeah. And I'm not fading Phoenix in the desert. This team's insane at home. So give me if, Phoenix by 20.
0: This is how they are. This is always like they, they go are so in good at home. They and they so cover. Good. It doesn't matter what you set the number at, at home. They cover these games and they don't overlook the bad teams. That's why I was on Phoenix over win total, because they make sure they don't look over the bad teams and they make sure they get wins and convincing wins is the, at that. So I'm with you. If Detroit does cover this game, I will be on Detroit anytime they have a double-digit spread. Just I will blindly bet Detroit and just say, all right, if they cover this, Detroit is good for covering double-digit spreads. That's just not what the book should be setting for them. Because- I think you're
1: better off betting. Det- if you want to bet Detroit, I think instead of taking the spread, you should just take Boyan points. Because if Ivy's going to yeah. be out, they really only have one score on the entire team at this point. Boyon has to go for like 30 if they're going to cover this number.
0: Yeah. All right. Next game. Oh, well, total set at 225 and a half. I'm I, on the under. I think yeah, Detroit does under. nothing
1: offensively in this game.
0: Yeah, I don't think Te- it's pretty. Team
1: total under for Detroit.
0: Team total under. Yeah. Yeah, I like it. It's money coming in on the older. Sharp's on the under, though, for good reason. I'm on under as well. All right. Next, we have the Utah Jazz going to play the Golden State Warriors. Minus seven and a half for the Warriors. 239 and a half is the total. For this one, we have uh, Balamaro, who is questionable. And oh, Johnny Juzang is out, but I don't even remember him seeing him on the report. He's out though. Fun name to see there. Former UCLA guy. I had no idea he was even on uh, Utah. I didn't know he was on the main roster. Thought he was in the uh, G League group.
1: And Balmaro's a player I can honestly say I've never heard of. And I know a <laughs> lot of players. I have never heard of that guy. I, I'm assuming I think he was into an international prospect, but mm-hmm. I truly do not know who that is. So All right. there we go.
0: Minus seven and a half at home with the Warriors, what do you do?
1: I feel like the move's gonna be a fun choice, but I got to do it, right? We're taking Utah plus the points, aren't we?
0: Yeah, I mean, come on. I mean, take Utah as a dog. I'm, a, I'm a the and favorite. And a half
1: with Golden State. I mean, what, I don't know. It's a, It's really a great spot for Utah, who just got embarrassed at home against an awful team. Detroit's an awful team. It's a great spot for them to really be motivated to have a nice performance here. I saw it earlier this year. It was actually against Utah with Denver. Denver got smacked by Utah by 20-something points. They ended up playing against Golden State and they smacked them because in the NBA you're still professionals. And mm-hmm. when you lose in an embarrassing fashion, you're motivated and you have a chip on your shoulder for the next game. Golden State's played better lately. They killed the Clippers. Paul George is injured. is injured. You know, they they always get up for the Clippers. But I think in this spot, I'll take Utah because they can match Golden State offensively and I think that people will blindly take Golden State at home after Utah got killed by Detroit. I think it's a very nice spot to get a team that thrives in the underdog role getting seven and a half. I'm taking Utah in this game.
0: Yeah, I'm here with you. I, I, I'm i not fading Utah as a dog. And both do teams it. don't guard anybody,
1: so I'm expecting a track meet. I'll take the team that can score as with Golden State. I'm not picking Utah to win the game, but I think this game might be a bit of a nail-biter down the stretch more than people think
0: yeah uh where are my where's my numbers just to throw the numbers back out there for the people utah 11 and 3 as a dog one and five as a favorite uh as a road underdog they are seven and three as a road underdog golden state doing pretty well home favorite six and three four and one ats of their last five home games yeah, I, I think that this is going to be a good one. Like, I, I don't think that this is going to be... I think the spread is just too large because it's Golden State. I think this is going to be a good game, and it's going to be in a, you know single possession, maybe two possessions. But once you start getting to three... I was going to yeah, say, nah.
1: seven and a half is like that perfect number where you're down seven, ten seconds to go. You're just not going to foul.
0: Yeah. Yeah. All right. I'm leaning
1: uh, in this game. might be surprising, but I'm going to lean a bit to the under. I feel a lot better about taking the higher total in the Kings game than I do with this game. I'm just going to throw that out there. Okay. But 239 and half. eh, don't feel great about it, to be honest. I'm going to lean under.
0: Hmm. I feel like if I'm a, on Utah, they're going to score a bunch of points.
1: They might, but I, I feel like this total is a little bit too high.
0: Mm, it is really high.
1: Like, does Golden State have a – let's just say – I'm going to stick I, with the overdo. Let's say that Clay or Curry have an off game, mostly Curry, slightly off, even 25 points, inefficient shooting. Do they have any backup options for this entire team on how to score points?
0: Oh, reliable Andrew Wiggins, who just somehow just walks into his points prop almost every single game. <laughs> yeah,
1: he's been good too. But I, I do think if Utah can even somewhat limit Curry or Clay, I'm not sure Golden State has enough firepower to still get to 120. And I think they need to get to 120 for this game to go over. So I'm going to lean under, but I don't feel great about it. I just think that I, I can't take the over for two huge totals on the card in the same day. I'll go with the under
0: for gold, the Golden State game instead. Williams yeah, coming off a 31 piece, too. Yeah, I'm going I'm going over. All right. Okay. Next game. Last game of the slate. We have the Denver Nuggets traveling to Los Angeles to play the Los Angeles Clippers. Minus three and a half for the Nuggets. 218 and a half is the total come down from 220 and a half. We have Jokic, who is probable. Michael Porter Jr., questionable. Smith questionable. Bones Highland, out. Jeff Green, out. And then Kawhi and Paul George, of course, both out for the Clippers.
1: All right. There's mainly, there's mainly one way that I'm going to bet this, and I'm just curious if you know exactly where I'm going or not.
0: I mean it. I mean you can't be bringing attention back to the Clippers team total under, are you?
1: I am actually not. It is going it, to be I mean Jokic. it's going
0: to be the is it's, it's got to be the Jokic triple double.
1: Uh it's Jokic triple double or Jokic points, rebounds and assists. I, I I can't avoid taking it. He owns this team every yep. single time they play and there's nothing that the Clippers can do about it. Uh, last couple games here 30 14 and 6, 49 14 and 10. <laughs> Which is just absolutely wild. Yeah. Uh, 21, 13, and 8. 26, 22, and 8. 30, 14, and 7. I mean, it's just a lost cause. Like, they, they really can't do anything about it. Uh, Zubac's going to try to guard him. Good luck to you. I think I'm looking at Jokic's rebounds in this game uh, to go through the rebound only numbers uh, 14, 14, 13, 22, 14. I like Jokic rebounds here. I think he's have a good he's gonna have a good matchup against Zubak because Zubak can't really shoot, so he has to stay in the paint. I'll go with Jokic rebounds, triple double, really just anything. I think it's a masterclass performance. He's had back-to-back games where he's been one away from a triple-double. I think he gets there tonight. Give me Jokic triple-double.
0: Yeah. How much you I, I I can't go anything against it. I had Jokic circled on my Prop sheet so today good against this yeah. team. He's so good. It's not it's fair. just it's just does my issue with this and the spread is does the rest of the team pull up like Jokic is about to pull up because Jokic is about to pull up onto the Clippers like they stole something, like they yeah. was talking about his moms, like they robbed his his spot, like they he about to pull up on them with two straps, like what's up? And I have no idea if anybody else on this team has follow-up. Like, I don't think anybody else on this team is gonna follow up for him. That's really the issue for it. And I don't know. I'm getting three and a half of the Clippers at home. I just I don't know. I can't see myself backing the Clippers, knowing Jokic is about to have a crazy game. So I'm gonna take the Nuggets. But I think I, think I am concerned. To, right? I, I am I mean, concerned because I don't know. I don't know if the rest of like I really don't know if the rest of this Nuggets team is like Jokic could very well be the only person that does anything against the Clippers defense today.
1: I get it, but I'm just looking at the Clippers team, and yes, we keep talking about their depth, but no Paul George, no Kawhi Leonard, even oh, no. I hate out. This team. I I mean, this 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 team stinks like there are there's I can't say they stink. They're just annoying. And I just think that the Nuggets
0: like a a net at the bar,
1: even if Porter's out. Has Porter been that good this year? Like he's been okay. I don't mind seeing Bruce Brown getting more minutes. He had a triple double last game. I really like Bruce Brown. I think he's a hell of a player. But I think that the Nuggets after that borderline no show against OKC where they salvaged a win out of it. I think they'll get up for this game. It's a short number against the Clippers team that's very, very shorthanded. Mm-hmm. Give me Jokic just having an absolute field day masterclass. Give me Jokic a uh, triple double at like pl- three to one, roughly. If they play three times, he's going to have a triple double in at least one of those games. Mm-hmm. I think it's a bargain.
0: I- I'll take Jokic triple double and win. Um,
1: uh, let me see what that price would be. It's going to be juice probably to like four to one, maybe something like that. But yeah, if I can, get, off, but I, like closer
0: I can get to five closer, I can get to five to one on anything yep. that has to deal with Jokic triple double. I love it. So Alternative uh, yeah.
1: rebounds, maybe take like a 12 and a half rebounds in there and keep the assists and points. Yeah. Maybe get a little bit creative with it.
0: Yeah. Like it. Anyway, you can, excuse me. Anyway, you can play Jokic, I'm here for it. Uh, all right. That's the last game of the slate. Let's go to our last read before we get to our lock and dog segment. And I'm here to talk to you about Dave, because if you're like me and you've ever had money problems and you need a way to get this cash before your next paycheck or anything like that, you got to tap into Dave, the banking app that can help you get up to $500 instantly with extra cash, no interest, no late fees, no credit checks none of that definitely help you take care of those expenses without stressing you out download the dave app from the app store right now or go to dave.com sign up for an extra cash account and get up to 500 dollars instantly for terms and conditions go to dave.com legal instant transfer transfer fees apply banking provided by evolve bank and trust member fdic all right lock and dog time really everybody's just listening for the dog but for my lock i'm going with mm, i'll take them because it's not too too much value on them plus money so give me portland plus three and a half that's my lock for my dog man what do i like I i'm mean... surprised you
1: didn't take portland as the dog and you just move something around
0: yeah i'm I'm debating i'm debating okay Huh. Yeah, 144 is not a bad dog price, actually. All right, so all right, let's, move, let's move Portland to the dog, and I'll take them at plus 144. And then hmm, it's between the Kings and the Jazz. I do like both of them in this spot. Oh, no, fuck that. Let's just go Suns, minus 12 and a half. They're going to bury the Pistons. Suns, minus 12 and a half. They bury the Pistons. Dog is Portland, plus 144. Scott, what are you doing?
1: So for my lock, I'm going to go with, I was going to do a player prop, but LeBron might play. Actually, he said he's expected to return Friday. So we'll see if his plan comes to fruition or not, but I'll go with the Lakers. This line's way too short. San Antonio stinks. They just played without LeBron, and the Lakers, once again, the Lakers, who stink. We've roasted the Lakers all season long. Mm -hmm. They won by north of 30. Like (laughs) This Spurs team is awful, as they should be. Give me the Lakers. It's what, three and a half? Yeah. And if LeBron plays, you know this line's going to five and a half or six. Yep. So give me the Lakers. I think without LeBron, they could win again because Davis will go nuts. With LeBron, they could still win comfortably. Give me the Lakers. I'm sorry, Pat Bev's not there. I don't really care. Give me the Lakers, minus three and a half. And for my dog, I'm going to do it. Give me Jokic triple-double at plus 270. Mm-hmm. It's a great price. I just think that with Porter potentially not playing, that's going to result in Jokic having the ball even more. Uh, Bruce Brown is a very solid cutter off Mm -hmm. the ball, which should definitely help out the assists for Jokic. Because Porter mostly just comes around screens and tries to shoot threes. He's kind of one-dimensional in that aspect. At least Bruce Brown can shoot and give you some backdoor cuts. But I like Jokic's triple-double, plus 270 against his son, the Clippers, at plus 270. I got to bet the father to have plus 270 odds for a triple-double, right? I mean, I got to take it. So, yeah, my luck will be the Lakers minus three and a half. My dog will be Jokic triple-double at plus 270. All right, love it.
0: Anything else for the people before we get up out of
1: here? Uh, No, definitely looking forward to the college football weekend starting today, actually. A lot of games on Friday, so keep an eye on that. It's actually
0: Uh, going on right now. Yep. Start it right now.
1: Besides that, though, uh, once again, catch us on the NFL Gambling Podcast, the NBA Gambling Podcast. I have an NFL episode later today with Munaf for the afternoon games on Sunday. But besides that, you know where to find us. You can find me on Rice Show Radio. And yeah. other than that, though, let's make some money this weekend.
0: Let's do it. Other than that, you know, make sure you subscribe to the NBA Gambling Podcast. Subscribe to all the podcasts in the network. Make sure you're listening. Cash out bunch of tickets make a bunch of money review like comment subscribe all of that stuff other than that i really don't have anything else to say anything else to do he's at rachel radio i'm at really real underscore underscore and that's it i'm just gonna say that we're out of here